This is a girl who went through hell so that she could bring heaven into her family. This is not a regular woman. I speak against regular. I speak against normal. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. You got a personal relationship with God. Now is not the time to be silent. Find your purpose. Pursue it relentlessly, passionately, and loudly. (laughs) Be persistent and win. If God be for you, who can be against you? You were born for this moment. That's not everyone's word, but you know who you are. You were born for this. Born to shift the culture. Born to be a forerunner. Born to prepare the way for the Lord. Hi guys, welcome back for week two's episode. I am so thrilled to be here with you guys again, just to share the word with you, to pour into you, to love on you, and just meet you where you are this week. Today means so much to me for many different reasons, which we will get into later on as we dive into this episode. Um, Today, the title of our episode will be Wrestling with Purpose and People's Perspective. And that is something that really weighs on my heart. Um, And like I said, we'll dive deeper into that later in the episode. But at this time, let's go ahead, take a moment to relax, get comfortable where you are, and let's pray. Here we go. Most gracious and humble God, I thank you for showing up every day for me and for everyone who's tuning in and everyone in this world. God, I thank you for calling us your own, meeting us where we are, chasing after us, and drawing us closer to you. God, I thank you for loving us unconditionally. God, I thank you for allowing us to pursue purpose. God, I thank you for giving us insight into what that may be. God, I thank you for giving us the ability to be great. You said, seek me first. God, this is me seeking you first. May your kingdom reign in my life, in my family's life, and everyone listening and everyone that they're connected to. May this message reach them where they are. May it glorify your name. May it hold us tight and carry us into the next episode. I thank you and I love you for this day and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for being here. So let's go ahead and dive into episode two. Last week, I received so much feedback. Um, I was so overwhelmed and overjoyed with the positive comments and the love that I got back from you guys. It really means a lot to me. This has not been something that's easy for me. And today, that's really what we're going to focus on. So again, today's episode is titled Wrestling with Purpose and People's Perspective. So as we talked about in our last episode, I gave you a little testimonial of who I am with some background knowledge so that you can better understand me as we go into this season. So where do I begin? (laughs) Um, I was so overwhelmed with the reactions of last episode's 
um, you know, just everything that it had to offer. And that type of vulnerability was hard for me to put on display. It's something that I prayed about. It's something that I nurtured for so long. Excuse my air freshener. <laughs> um, it's something that I nurtured for so long and it's something that I genuinely love. And everything that I do, I pour my heart into. Um, for those of you who know me personally, I am a teacher. And for those of you who don't, I'm an elementary teacher. <laughs> I teach first grade. Um, I've taught third grade as well. And I just love pouring into people, but especially the youth, because I know how fundamental it is to have someone who believes in you, who pours into you, who cares about you, who nurtures you, and just loves on you so that you can become all that you are destined to be. Um, and so last episode as i was getting ready to shoot and I, although it was a wonderful time and i was so excited i really wrestled with some feelings of um, imposter syndrome i wrestled with the feelings of feeling inadequate and questioning god um are you sure this is for me are you sure this is something that you desire me to do because i never want to play with God's word and I never want to play with God's purpose and so as I begin to dive into that episode I really was peeling back the different layers of who I am and um, I was faith with, faced with some vulnerable um, thoughts vulnerable moments in my life and I had to question is that something that I really want to share but God has been challenging me this year to open up more and share my story. Um, and that began back in April when I shared a little bit of my testimonial um, on Facebook regarding me and my teacher certification and that process. And so um, as I've been challenged with these feelings, every time God gives me a sense of peace after I am vulnerable and I'm obedient to what he's asking me to do and so today I'm gonna do that as well um and I just ask that you guys give me grace you give me your understanding and you just stay along with me throughout the journey so we'll go ahead and jump in so I wrestled with the idea of not being the person that God has called me to be um, there were many times that I felt as though I was called to this position, but I was so afraid of what the world would say about me. Um, I have always struggled with how people viewed me. And we know that, you know, society tells us that things are perfect if they look this way. Things are perfect if they go according to this plan. However, when I look back at my life, my life never followed that plan and um, it never fit that image. And so I really struggled. And so in this season, as I begin to live out my life for God and really see all that God has for me, I find myself constantly colliding with what my desires are, what God's desires are for me and then what that looks like in this world. But one thing that I keep running into as I come full circle with this is that no one is going to be with me on judgment day. That is a time that I am going to have to stand alone with God, with Jesus and repent. 
And as I look over my life, I don't want to be tied to what man or people's perception of me should be. I'm going to have to step fully into my calling. And so if I'm honest and if I'm transparent, um, it was hard to record today. I usually am extremely motivated. I chase after what I want um, with a passion that is fierce and a love that is just overwhelming but today i sat for a while and i sat in fear and i sat in um my flesh and as i did that i questioned myself and i struggled mentally before i said god give me clarity and so um that's a moment that when i first asked i said god i've been sitting here for a while and I haven't called on you. And so that goes back to show you that I'm not perfect. Um, I don't, you know, I could sit here and say, I read my Bible every single day. I'm in my word like eight hours of the day. And, you know, just paint this picture for you that, you know, would be false. But what I can say is that I'm committed to learning um, and building my relationship with God and with Jesus. And, um, it's something that I am working on my routine, but I'm not perfect. And so that's just a little bit about how today went for me. However, once I sat with God and I began to ask him, my question is never, why do I feel this way? My question is, what insecurities or what experiences have I had in life that has led me to question my purpose in this moment? And when I asked myself that question, I, I found myself back at that piece where we're peeling back those layers. OK, and so I found myself um, as a girl and God always says, come to me as a child. And so I found my child self. And there are some wounds that I had to look at today um, before I came and spoke with you guys that really formed those insecurities for me. And so I'll share some of those with you just so, again, you can better understand where I'm coming from in this moment. And so um, I've always been a plus size girl. And for years, um, you know, as I was younger, I struggled with my self-confidence. I struggled to see the beauty in my skin. I struggled to find um, I struggled to love myself and I compared myself to so many different people and I questioned for so long, why can't I look like this? Why can't I do things like that? And today I had to sit with myself and really ask God to meet me where I was and help me find where the root of that problem was. Because in this season, I'm not just trying to cut off branches. I'm going straight to the root to see what the problem is. And so I found that I was sitting in that, in that pit for all of the insecurities that I had as a girl. Not the position that I am in as a woman today. And so I sat with my insecurity of being a plus size girl. I sat in my insecurity of feeling as though um, I wore a scarlet letter for mistakes that I didn't make. I sat in the feelings of adults 
sometimes um, making me feel as though I was less than. I sat in the feeling of people in the church not taking me seriously. I sat in the feelings of um, people that I lived with in the world and of the world um, kind of mocking me. And as I sat in those feelings, I really struggled. Um, I kept asking myself, is this really meant for you? Although I know this is really meant for me. I struggled. And like I mentioned, each of those events in my life led to that greater insecurity. And so the ones that I found stuck out to me the most was me wrestling, not with the insecurities that I had within myself, but of the insecurities that I had with the perspective of people. And so two of the main ones that stood out to me today were the perspective of people in the church or people, um, I want to speak appropriately, <laughs> um, how I felt that I was viewed as a child amongst certain adults within a group, as well as how I felt about people who knew me during a time in my life when I was not living of the word and my actions didn't match um, the walk that I am taking now in this season of my life. And as I sat in those, I felt a gut-wrenching feeling that I was not prepared for this moment. And I was unmotivated. I was like, God, you know, maybe this week I'll just post a prayer. Maybe this week I won't post. I can just make a cute little post that people will like and it will be sufficient. And each time that I would circle around to that thought, God kept giving me a confirmation and telling me to show up. And I was reminded that to whom much is given, much is required. And I know that in this stage of my life and at this season of my life, God is requiring a lot of me because there's much going to be given to me. And when I say given to me, I'm not speaking of a um, materialistic things because I could care less. I'm speaking of the spiritual riches that I desire here on earth. God, my dream is to have this. God, my dream is to glorify your name through this. Um, and I will later share what those dreams are with you. But I sat here and I questioned if I was adequate enough because I was wrestling with the perception of people when I was reminded that people will not be with me on judgment day. People will not ask me, were you good? my faithful servant and so as i wrestled with these emotions i had to come to grips with myself at one point and say hey it's not about what they think it's about what he has called me to do and so i was torn this week but as i leaned on my word and i leaned on 
God for that clarity, a lot of that was cleared up for me. And so I'll go back to explain um, why I focused on people's perception and how people's perception of me formed the identity that I once had of myself. And so um, for those of you who do know, and for those of you who don't, I will further explain. <laughs> so I am the only child of my mother and I am the third child of my father. And so I struggled with the perception or let me say this throughout my life. Um, I felt as though because my mother was young, because my mother was not married, that a certain group of people viewed me a certain way. And um, I remember being younger and people making comments like, oh, she's fast. Um, and if you know what that means in my community, then you know that's not the best comment. <laughs> so um, I dealt with, you know, comments like, oh, she's fast. Oh, she has a smart mouth. Oh, she's disrespectful. And the whole time as a child, I felt misunderstood. And I felt that instead of being nurtured in love and instead of being pushed to purpose, instead I was labeled as a child. And, you know, I remember certain um, family members or people saying, oh, she can't hang with my child. Oh, um, she's of the street. She can't do this. She can't do that. And although they were just comments of the time, they left a scar on my identity and they made me question my worth and they made me question um, my ability. And although they're not significant in this time, when I met myself as a girl, as I began to peel back those layers, I realized that it still bruised fruit and it hurt, you know, it hurt because it's a part of that mentality of me feeling as though I'm inadequate. And so while I had this group on one side and um, I turn to the other side and I'm wrestling with what will people who knew me of the world say? Um, because I was young and I had fun and I did some things <laughs> that, you know, we all do. The difference is everyone doesn't know about them and everyone isn't called to display those behaviors and I'm like God are you sure you want me to tell the people that you know um but honestly I struggled because I you know at one point before I reached this season in my life I was um I had ways that were ugly I spit words out like venom when I felt hurt um I was not always the best friend. I was not always um, a role model, you know, and not that I am today, but at that time in my life, I was doing things that I would rather not say. <laughs> um, but if you knew me then, you would believe now 
that I have done a complete 360 and I am grateful to God that he's allowed me to see my ways and change them, you know, um, and so I wrestled with what people would say. Would these group of women say, mm, girl, look at her now trying to be a holy. Look at her now trying to change her life. Oh, girl, who? Chelsea Wilson. Girl, back in the day, she used to do X, Y, and Z. I struggled. I struggled because I didn't want to be shackled to who I once was. Because although that was a part of me and there's no shame in my game because that transformation goes to show that God will take the broken. He will take that bruised fruit and still show you that it is meant to produce something even better. And so I, I, I'm not ashamed of the things that I've done. I'm not um, proud of them either, but it's a part of my story. And I had to realize that I cannot fully walk in my purpose and walk in my calling if I am consistently going to stay shackled to others' opinions of me and my walk. And so when I sat down today and I began to get ready for filming, I prayed and I asked God, to give me the courage, to give me the vulnerability and to expand my territory in the way where I feel that I am adequate. And so I just prayed and I asked God for his grace and I asked him to show me that his opinion, his love, it is all sufficient and it supersedes anything that anyone has to say. And then I know that I still have cups to pour into. And I know that my purpose is so much greater than the classroom that I teach in. And I know that I am meant to do great things. And I refuse to let others' opinions of me hold me back. And I refuse to be shackled to the shame of my past. And I refuse to carry labels that other people put on me because that is their perception. Because in this season, God has something so much sweeter for me. And in this season, in every season of my life, when I look back, I see how God has brought things full circle for me. And when I think of his goodness and his faithfulness to me, I can't help but to see how he's met me where I'm at every single time. And as I shared with you in the first episode, a little bit of my testimony, I started off as an insecure kid. I struggled with self-love. I struggled with accepting my appearance. I struggled being um, the only child. I struggled being a child of an absent father. I struggled in so many seasons of my life. But when I look back through that struggle, I see how in every season God has remained faithful. I see that when I lost myself at 17, God still found me again at 21. And although I would like to say it's peaches and creams, it wasn't. I see that at 21, I was fighting a spiritual battle between myself and what God had for me and acceptance and obedience. I struggled. And I see at 21 that he found me again. And I see how in every stage of my life, when I first prayed for purpose, when I was in Blinn College's dorm room in Brenham, Texas, <laughs> I see how 
God gave me the opportunity to what I seen at the time was a simple little job. But God allowed me to first get a job as, um, what was I? Ah, in the mail room and in the game room. And at that time, you're like, girl, that's easy. You're just talking to people. But I didn't have the confidence to just talk to people at that time. And so as I built my confidence by interacting with people, God elevated me to the next stage. And he expanded my territory by allowing me to become a CA, a community assistant, where I was able to help people. And not only did he allow me to help people in expanding my territory, he allowed me to confront my insecurities because I was the community assistant in a all females athletic dorm. So here I am, the only plus size girl with the dancers, the cheerleaders, the basketball players, the volleyball players. And he met me where I was and showed me that I still had something to give. And that I can reach people who I was once insecure facing. And so I see that expansion and the authority that he gave me in that season. And then I transferred and I went to university, Axum Jacks, um, and God expanded my territory yet again, where I became an assistant hall director. And I was able to have a diverse community where I continued to build relationships, where I continued to foster and build a rapport with people, where I learned to be compassionate, where I learned to deal with people who are facing trauma. And from there, God expanded my territory yet again by allowing me to become a teacher where not only am I just dealing with students at that level, but I'm dealing with families. I'm learning how to understand the single mom. I'm learning how to understand the parent who is dealing with a financial crisis. I learned to understand how to deal with the foster parent. I learned how to deal with the grandparents who are raising a child. I learned to understand all these people and meet them where they are. And so again, God has expanded my territory again to be here in this moment to share and to consistently Commit myself to loving, to being compassionate, to expanding my horizons so that I can take the next step. And whatever that next step is, I know that I can go in confidence because I don't have to wrestle with the perception of people, but depend on God and seek him first and in seeking him be obedient in my steps. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in next episode. But for those of you today who are wrestling with the perception of people, I want to tell you three things. The first thing is no one's going to be there with you on judgment day. God is going to ask you, were you good? my faithful servant were you obedient of his word because of your knowledge of his word and who he is we will be held accountable for our actions and no sin is greater than the other so were you good the second thing that i will tell you is there is nothing that can come between you and god not their opinions, not your opinion, not your shame, 
now you're hurt. Baby, there's so much more to who we are and what he has to give for us because we're all here for a purpose. So their opinions don't matter. Take those chains off. There's nothing that man can do to give you the satisfaction, the joy, the love, the promises of this, of, of all that he has to give us. There's nothing that man can do or give you that will ever amount to what God can. And three, are you willing to be committed to the promises of God? God will not just do things in our life. He said, believe and have faith of a mustard seed. Something so small. Just believe. Believe it. There was a point in my life where I didn't believe that I could ever speak to people, be an inspiration to people, ever pour into someone's cup. Because I didn't even understand that I had a cup. And I didn't even understand that I had something within me that was worth giving. But he met me where I was. And he showed up consistently for me. Even when I couldn't show up for myself. Even when I didn't believe in myself. But once I became committed. God, I love you. I don't understand what's going on. But I trust you in the meantime. God, I don't see how this is going to help me right now. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust you in the meantime. Sometimes it just takes us trusting him, believing that he will make a way. We can't just say, oh, God, I thank you. I know you'll make it work. Amen. Faith without you have to move. God, I love you. I'm going to show up for you on Sunday. See you in a week. That's not how that works. Show up. Wake up in the morning. Get on your knees and pray. Get up. Listen to a word. Any word. Listen to a word. Spend some time with God. On the way to work, turn the radio off. Sit in silence. Allow him time to speak to you. God. I don't understand what I'm going through. God, I really don't even know what to say, but if you would speak to me in this moment. God, in, you, in your word, it says, if I seek you, you will find, God, meet me where I am in this moment. And he will consistently find you. And you're never alone. So there's nothing that no man, no woman, no weapon, formed against you, no situation, no circumstance that can keep you from the promises of God. So I challenge you to believe and I challenge you to be consistent and I challenge you to give your best. The same way that you get cute, you get ready for the club, you get ready to go to a party, baby, put that same effort into getting to know who he is. The same way that you are dedicated to people. Girl, I show up. I show up for my friends. I make sure that I'm at every event. They gonna see me put that same effort into getting to know God. Ooh, ooh, we out. Girl, let me take a picture. Hold on, let me pose.
put that same effort into getting to know God. Because if you give him your time, you give him your consistency, he will bless you in abundance. And I know this because I received it. And if you still think that abundance is materialistic things, then I challenge you to get to know him. Ask him for relationship. Sit in prayer where you're not just asking him for things, but thank him for what he's done. God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. God, I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills, but I thank you for allowing me to make a way. God, I didn't know I was going to get that school supplies, but I thank you for that free drive that was going on. There's no shame, no shame in this world that we're tied to. But what we will be held accountable for is for our knowledge of him, not seeking him and not living out his truth that he desires for us. And I don't say that because I'm perfect. And I don't say that because I'm doing it every single day. But every single day I wake up and I hold myself accountable for knowing that it is my job to show up and consistently be dedicated to building my relationship with God. And so I ask you today, and I challenge you throughout the week, if you do it once every day before you close your eyes, tell God something that you're grateful for for that day. Give him your burdens on that piece of paper. Talk to him every single day time that you get a chance and watch how things turn around and next week when you meet me here we'll start there I'll give you a moment to reflect on your week and to see how God has made a way and how he's changed things for you just because you were consistent that week and every week after that I want you to be reminded of his goodness and of his grace and of his mercy and of his love and how it is unwavering, unconditional, undeniable, and how he did it just for you and for all of us. And so I thank you for tuning in today. I hope that this word fed you in some type of way. Next week, we're going to dive into scripture. We're going to talk about how events in our life can be relatable to our word. And I appreciate you guys showing up for holding me accountable, keeping me consistent, and giving me the drive and the passion to continue to know that I don't have to wrestle with people's perception, but only to glorify God and give him the pleasure of my actions here on earth. So today we'll close in prayer. Go ahead and take this moment and bow your head. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for using me to deliver to your people in a way that is relatable, in a way that we can understand, and in a way that holds us like a hug. God, I thank you for loving us unconditionally. God, I thank you for your mercy and your grace. I thank you for unshackling us from shame, unshackling us from insecurities, keeping us through those moments and meeting us in the pitch where we are and giving us insight into where we have wounded and bruised fruit. 
God, I ask today that you heal our roots, that you nourish our soil with your word, and that you use our tears and our love and our heartache to nourish the soil that we are grounded in. And I thank you, oh God, for what you will do today, what you have planned for tomorrow, and what you will continue to do forevermore. I ask that as we go into our week, that you bless us, you keep us, and you show up for us. And that we do the same by showing up for you. I thank you and I love you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you. I love you. I'll see you next week as we dive into the word. See y'all later.